Well, I'm Pastor Jeremy, and this is my wife, Darcy. Thanks for joining us for this uh, special service that we call Home for Christmas. Uh, Perhaps you, like us, uh, have somebody who went home to heaven, and uh, we'll share a little bit of our story, but thanks for taking time to be with us for this memorial service. Well, welcome again. I'm so glad that you guys can make it out. I'm going to read a verse. Um, 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18 says, We do not want you to be ignorant about those who fall asleep or to grieve like the rest of men who have no hope. We believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. According to the Lord's own word, we tell you that we who are still alive who are left till the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage each other with these words. A few years ago, well, seven years ago to be exact, we, I was 38 weeks pregnant, and um, I felt no more movement, and uh, we lost our son. Long story short. <laughs> it was very hard. It was in October. So as you can imagine, we had already kind of had some preparations for Christmas. Um, the girls had picked out an ornament for their brother, and um, it was a very difficult time. Um, the hospital that we were a part of, did a memorial service, and they did something similar that we will do this evening. So this has always been on our hearts to reach out to those that have lost a loved one because we know how difficult it is. And although there's a lot of celebrations going on, we don't ever want to forget those that we have lost. So we just pray that you will be open to what God will speak to you as he will encourage you tonight. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight for in our hopelessness and in our sorrow, we reach out to you. We find comfort and peace uh, that none other can provide, no other thing can provide in our lives. And Father, in our time of grief, as we share together tonight, would you spark hope into our hearts? Would you help us grasp the season of grief that we're in but that you are much greater than that and that you are not apart from us but that you are here with us and we thank you for that for your faithfulness it's in the name of Jesus I pray amen having lost our son Franklin in in October of 2007 and then immediately sort of being ushered into the holidays you don't have a a pause button, you know, like that's just what we wanted to do. We didn't want to skip the holidays, especially having two other kids, but I think we just kind of wanted to hit the pause button and just, have you felt that way in your time of grief? Just kind of, I just want everything to stop. And I think in my mind there was a grasping of, I was just in a season, um, but I wasn't sure that I was ready to move forward just yet. And with the holidays coming, it seemed like everybody else was celebrating and and we were kind of stuck in this moment. Um, and it was hard. Christmas, each year, there's a little bit of heartache in the absence of our son. As we hang the decorations, we, we hang his along with our other children. We see his first 
Christmas ornament. We look at the pictures. Uh, I remember that first holiday season, Thanksgiving and Christmas, was just kind of a confusing mess of emotions. Uh, and each year, it, it sort of is that moment for us. Darcy and I found solace in the experiences of other people. Uh, one poet, Kathleen Paley Smith, wrote this uh, Christmas card. It's the night before Christmas. We're all filled with joy, except when we think of you, little boy. The stockings are hung by the chimney with care, and in our hearts, it's as if you were there. My children are sleeping in their bedrooms. They lie, but we're still filled with grief for our baby that died. You see, this Christmas, you would have been too, but every Christmas I know will miss you. As I wrap up the presents, my thoughts are on you and what we'd have bought if you were here too. A car, a ball, a red fire truck, or maybe a rabbit's foot to bring you good luck. The tree is all trimmed with bright colored balls and decorations hang on all of the walls. It looks so pretty, I wonder if you see your Christmas ball we've hung on the tree. I made it for you before you were here, not knowing I'd hang it with eyes filled with tears. Tomorrow is Christmas. I'll try not to be sad. I'll count all my blessings and try to be glad. You've not a part of our future. You were part of our past. and Someday I know we'll be together at last. For us, that poem sort of summed up the feelings we had that first Christmas and the following Christmas and We often find ourselves counting the years that he would have been with us and wonder what it must have been like. And for some of you, your Christmas seasons have established memories and traditions and that include people that won't be with you this year. And now that leaves you longing, desiring those moments again. And perhaps they're fond memories. I hope they're fond memories that you can recall with warmness and comfort in your heart but each of us tonight remembers a loved one and having perhaps in our hearts that heaviness that comes from missing them you know God's word teaches that there's little peace in death in fact the Bible says there's a time for mourning and grief there's a recognition of that even the Lord Jesus himself wept at the death of his friend Lazarus Jesus understood these things He says these words in the Gospel of John, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. In this one verse, Jesus gives us permission to grieve and permission to hope. I like this verse because in it Jesus is real and raw. In this world you will have trouble. You will have heartache. You will suffer. And just like life, It seems that we can't escape those things. But in his honesty, he's also hope-giving. His words, his life, his death, his resurrection, that is what gives us healing hope. The Apostle Paul spoke about grieving. He says, We do not want you to be ignorant, brothers, about those who have died. Darcy read that scripture just a moment ago. He says, So that you may not grieve like those who have no hope. It's in our hopelessness that Christ can bring hope. It's what he came for. It was the reason for coming to earth. Jesus said to the sisters of Lazarus, his friend who died, he says to Mary and Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he were dead, 
shall live. I believe there's hope in Jesus and that's my hope each Christmas. That's what Christmas should be all about. As you grieve the season, perhaps you'll take a moment to look at the true story of Christmas and find hope, the hope found in Jesus. This hope was prophesied in the book of Isaiah that a savior would come and he would be called Emmanuel, which the word means God is with us. I find hope in that, that God sent Jesus, this Emmanuel, God with us at Christmas, that in the darkness, a light would shine. The dawn was going to burst through the night and in hopelessness, hope would be born. The light of the world given in darkness to man. Psalm thirty-four, eighteen says this, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. I like the way C.S. Lewis famously writes it. God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks to us in our conscience, but shouts in our pain. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. Loss always hurts, doesn't it? Holidays are the megaphone, I think, for magnifying pain. Something about the holidays just seems to amplify that heartache for me. And perhaps you've experienced that as well. I have to say that in my pain and in my hopelessness, I sort of embraced the darkness that was draped over me. There was moments where I felt comfortable. It was good to feel bad. Have you been there? It just seems that... I can't move from that spot. And for some reason, feeling bad felt right and maybe less guilty uh, because I embraced the hopelessness, hopelessness of my situation. But the most difficult decisions we made were in the darkest moments of our lives. When we belie- believed and chose to believe that Jesus was all we needed, that we would make it through, that his light would shine in our darkness. And as we reached out to God, we've discovered that he truly is what the scriptures describe him as, the wonderful counselor, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. Those are the words that bring hope into our lives. He is a mighty God and the power that he has to reach in to our sorrow to bring hope is real. The psalmist wrote, in my suffering, I called out to him and he did not answer. But the same psalmist closes that very scripture verse by saying, but I trust in his unfailing love. That's the kind of faith that I hope God authors in your heart. That in the moments that you don't feel like he hears you, you hang on to his unfailing love. It's in those moments that God is closest. Scripture is true when it says, nothing can separate us from the love of God, neither life nor death or anything else. Nothing separates us from his love. Will you hold on to that tonight and through this holiday season that truly nothing can separate us? It's the very reason Jesus came to this earth so that there would be nothing that could separate you from his great love. There's a few tips that Darcy and I wanted to share with you tonight. Perhaps you uh, received the handout that we have. They're also in the, the foyer on your way out. Just simple things. Uh, 
we're not professional psychologists in any manner, but these are just things that we were able to, to write down and jot some thoughts down about how we have coped with the loss uh, during our holidays. The first one is acknowledge. Acknowledge that it's okay to grieve, that you're missing someone. Sometimes I think we feel like if we just deny that we're missing somebody, it makes it all better, but it makes it worse. So acknowledge that there's pain there. It's okay to, to speak it out and to share it with a trusted someone in your life. Part of acknowledge, acknowledging it is preparing for it. Perhaps even though the holidays are upon us, you can mentally and emotionally prepare yourself for those moments that you know you'll miss your loved one, especially when you've established traditions during the holidays and those certain people aren't there, it tends to be a little bit more painful. And in that acknowledgement brings acceptance. Accept the pain. Uh, I don't say wallow in the pain, but understand there, there's pain in our grieving. The second one is bring, bring Jesus into it. Bring your pain to him. Let him into your pain. Uh, for us, we didn't really know what that looked like at first. Uh, I remember sitting in the hospital room with my wife on the, on the hospital bed in that, that first night. And our only prayer was, God, you are faithful. God, you are faithful. We didn't know what else to say, but it was an invitation for God to demonstrate himself faithful to us. It was a reminder and a, uh, an encouragement to ourself that God would be faithful, even though we couldn't feel it or see it in that moment. We chose in that moment to believe beyond our circumstances that God was going to be faithful. And part of what we did throughout that holidays was eliminate some of the distractions. We didn't attend as many parties, but what, what, the ones we did, we made sure that we were fully engaged and we weren't afraid to share with people the emotion of the moment that we had. The third one is confide in others. Don't hide that there are moments of sadness and pain. Uh, at times you feel like you have to hold back and certainly there are appropriate moments that, that maybe you should hold back a little bit. But confide in others. Find somebody who will listen, who may understand and help carry that pain. Perhaps it's a spouse or a best friend or another relative. But confide in them. Uh, don't hide those moments. Fourth is deepen your walk with Christ. Let yourself be drawn by his love this holiday season. Find a church. If you don't have one, you're surely welcome to attend Christian Chapel. But find a church where you can deepen your walk with Christ. Read the scriptures this holiday season of the hope found in him. The next one is express. Express what you feel when you feel it. That was one of the best pieces of advice Darcy and I had received from a counselor was express what you feel when you feel it, but appropriately. There are times where certainly uh, a complete emotional uh, meltdown isn't called for, but there are moments where you're feeling overwhelmed. Just simply express it and find an appropriate way to do that. Part of that is what we simply call candor. It's honesty with self and honesty with others. And know whom you can trust and with whom you can share. The final one is find ways to remember and celebrate. Perhaps missing a loved one with whom you had traditions with. Perhaps you find yourself continuing those traditions or establishing new ones. 
One of the ways Darcy and I were encouraged to celebrate uh, the brief time we had with our son was a, a candle lit at each special moment, whether it was Thanksgiving or Christmas or his birthday. We lit that candle and it reminded us of God's presence, of his faithfulness, and gave us a, uh, an opportunity to reflect and to uh, focus in that moment that there was pain, but there was hope. One of the things that really helped me, not only God's word is so amazing during any circumstance that you're going through, but one of my friends had given me this book called Letters from Heaven, and it was letters from God as if he were speaking to me, and I'm just going to share one of the passages in here. Um, One of the verses is Psalms 42, 5, and 8. Why am I so sad? Why am I so upset? I should put my hope in God and keep praising him. The Lord shows his true love every day. At night I have a song and I pray to my living God. Dear child, I look upon your heart and see your sadness. I search your soul and know its despair. You turn to me but cannot find the words to pray. You look to me but cannot find the song to sing. Do not worry, child of mine. I know all that is within you, and I understand. For now your silence will be a prayer to me and your tears an offering. I do not wish for you to act a part. I do not require a spiritual charade. But bring me instead your real feelings, your brokenness, yourself. That is what I wait for, and I will meet you in the silence. There I will stay with you and heal your heart. And later when the music has returned to your life, you will look back in love and recall this silent song we sang together. Be quiet and know me. Love God. I'd love for us to take a moment of silence for the loved one or loved ones that you have lost either this past year or over many years. It's still a loss. So if you will join me in this moment of silence. Thank you. I think it's good to have those moments of quietness. It's good to just be silent before God and let him speak to you. I'm going to sing a song, Silent Night, and I would love for you to join me if you would like, or you can keep in your silence. Tonight, we want to invite you into a tradition of ours, the 
candle lighting for our lost loved ones. Whether brief or blessed, tragic or triumphant, we mourn together their absence. We light a candle to symbolize their life and the hope still found in the light of Jesus. Death and darkness have been swallowed up and defeated by the hope that still lives in the person of Jesus. May we cling ever closer to that light of the hope found in him. Darcy and I will light our candle first and we invite you to join us on stage. We'll help you light the candle and we'd love for each of you, if you'd like, to light a candle and speak the name of your loved one or loved ones that you've lost and are remembering this year. Thank you for taking time tonight to let us share in your grief and share ours. We have one other gift for you tonight out in the lobby. You're welcome to take one of our always remembered and loved uh, gifts that uh, our friend Janair and her uh, friends made for us specifically for this night. And we hope it uh, brings comfort to you. We also have refreshments in the lobby. We'd love to uh, have you for a few more minutes uh, to share uh, coffee and cookies together. Would you let me pray with you tonight before we leave this place? Heavenly Father, you are faithful. And in the darkness and in the pain, sometimes we may not feel the truth of that but we hang on to it we hang on to the promise of scripture that though the sorrow may last through the night your joy comes in the morning would you spark that light that dawn of a new day of a new hope in our hearts Jesus I invite you into our pain again into our loss that we might find in you all that we need and for each heart that longs for that this Christmas season may they find it only in you that you would be our prince of peace comforter that has come and is here in the midst of our pain, not apart from it. Bless your children as they go from this place tonight with a fresh sense of you walking the journey with them. It's in the matchless and powerful name of Christ that I ask all this.